The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and exclaimed, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. As scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within him who believes in me. He said this in reference to the Spirit that those who came to believe in him were to receive. There was, of course, no spirit yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we celebrate this great feast of Pentecost and the end of the Easter season. It's a time when often we reflect on the fact that the Lenten season in preparation for Easter is 40 days. The Easter season is 50 days. So people use this to defend the fact that Catholics really do like to party. It's really an important feast day, this feast day of Pentecost, where we focus on the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I was reflecting on this before Mass and how oftentimes the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is kind of set aside. Like we don't think about it a lot. We don't reflect very often on like what is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, many people who come to Mass every Sunday don't reflect on like who Jesus is either. We talk about God in a general abstract way. But the Holy Spirit is truly, truly the person of the Trinity that makes Jesus present to us. That makes Jesus present to us. It's through the invocation of the Holy Spirit that the bread and wine are transformed into our Lord's body, blood, soul, and divinity at the Mass. When we talk about grace, we're really talking about a sharing in the Holy Spirit. When we talk about God's love for us, we're really talking about the Holy Spirit that is the love between the Father and the Son and forms the bond between each Christian and Christ. And so if the Holy Spirit is so important, why isn't this feast day more prevalent in our minds? I was thinking maybe it's because there's never been a secularization of the feast day of Pentecost. Like when we celebrate the incarnation, we have Christmas and Christmas presents and Santa Claus and all of these things. At Easter, we have the Easter Bunny. At Epiphany, the Italians have... La Bafana, who's the epiphany witch that brings candy to kids. I was thinking, what if there was like the Pentecost dove who comes, and what would they do? And I was thinking about this, and I thought maybe 
You would leave things that were broken outside of your door, and then the Pentecost dove would come and fix the things that were broken. You know, like I had a chair, and a leg fell off the chair, and so I leave it out at Pentecost, and the Pentecost dove comes, and the chair is repaired. It would be an interesting way of teaching young people what the Holy Spirit does. Because as we celebrate this feast, what we see is that the Holy Spirit repairs what was broken. The Holy Spirit unites what was divided. In the first reading from Genesis, we hear this story of the Tower of Babel. And because of the pride of men, who wished to build a tower to get to heaven, the Lord confused their language. He confused their language and he divided them so that a people who once were united in the words that they spoke would now not understand one another. And then in the Acts of the Apostles, we hear the story of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And the Apostles begin to speak in every language, to be understood in every language. In other words, to restore unity among the people, to unite what was divided. And if that's true, then what is the Holy Spirit supposed to do in our own hearts? And what does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? In many ways, it's the same thing. Because many of us are sort of like a walking tower of Babel. And we have different voices within us. We have division within us. St. Paul describes this when he says... I don't do the things that I wish I would do. And I do the things that I don't want to do. I tell my spouse that I love them, but then I'm really pretty mean to them most of the time. I tell our Lord, I'm never going to commit this sin again, and then I find myself falling into that sin over and over and over again. I promise to be somewhere at a certain place at a certain time and I'm always running late. You know, in these examples, there's two different languages being spoken within the same person. There's the words we speak with our mouths and the words we speak with our bodies. And there's division that needs to be healed or needs to be united. Sometimes there's a part of us that really, really loves our Lord and there's a part of us that really, really loves to sin. And we feel authentic and integral when we say, I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to sin no more and to avoid whatever leaves, leads me to sin. And then we can find ourselves again in another week or two weeks really desiring that which is sinful or that which is worldly. You 
And so we can experience ourselves as divided. And when we call upon the Holy Spirit to enter into our lives, we call upon that spirit, that spirit of grace, that spirit of God's love, to bring union where there's division, to integrate what was disintegrated so that we might speak with one voice. It should be our own goal to speak with one voice, that the prayers we pray when we come to Mass will be spoken through the language of our bodies throughout the week. And so we have to invite the Spirit in. To restore those parts of us that are divided. And when I'll often ask people, is our Lord more concerned about the part of you that wants to be virtuous or the part of you that wants to sin? Like, which part of you do we need to invite the Holy Spirit into? And the answer is the part of us that wants to sin. Because that's the part of us that needs to be transformed. It's the part of us that our Lord is most concerned with most passionate about. And if we don't believe that's true, we just have to look at Scripture and say, where does Jesus go and who does Jesus hang out with? The person who never sins or the sinners? And he always goes into the home of sinners. And when he leaves their home, they're disciples. And so when we ask the Holy Spirit to unite what is divided within us, we ask the Holy Spirit to transform that part of us that's sinful or attached to sin or desires sin. So just in the same way, that sinful part of us is transformed into a beloved part of us and reunited with, united with, the part of us that loves our Lord. That's the goal of the spiritual life. To be integrated, to be one, to cast out all spirits of division or spirits of fear or spirits of comparison so that only the Spirit of God remains. And that's the significance of this feast day for each and every one of us. That we will experience another Pentecost, but a Pentecost within our hearts. To bring union where there's division in our hearts. That we may always speak with one voice.
And so today, let us pray in particular that we be open to this gift of the Holy Spirit that our Lord wants to give to us in this Mass. And that through that grace, whatever is divided within our hearts will be united, will become one. That we may truly be bound to our Lord and experience the joy. The peace and the grace that our Lord continues to shower upon us. And we may remain in that grace until we join him in heaven.